It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you, with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations, so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome back to the Transfer Tracker Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And today, I'm going to get back to the classes, as promised. We're going to talk about Bryant, who I skipped over because he had seven transfers themselves. But before we get started, we had some big news in the portal today. Let's talk about Antonio Reeves going to Kentucky to play with John Calipari. And this guy, this is a guy that I was actually told when I did my initial ranking list that I had him too high. I think he was about uh, 19th at that point. And we've had many guys come on and, and push him down further since then. I told the guy, I was like, I don't think so, man. He's getting recruited by Duke and all these good schools. And honestly, that has no impact on my rankings. I mean, I look at the guys and, you know, it, it dictates nothing. I have, you know, guys from all kinds of low major schools in the rankings that have already committed and I feel like they're there appropriately but to explain it to this guy you know I just want to make the point and be like look dude if they're going to Kentucky and Duke I think they're probably pretty good chances are I'm sure the track record is quite good if a, if a guy's being recruited by both Duke and Kentucky and this guy's got the the pedigree I mean he's averaged 20 points a game 3.5 rebounds Shot 39% from three on 2.3 makes a game, uh, 22 PER. The only thing that is a little bit troubling is that he did. He only had one really outstanding season like this. He averaged 12 points a game the year before, and I think it was pretty 13 PER. So, yeah, that's, you know, players get better, though. I, he, he did it in the most recent year. That's what's most important. And he obviously, I think, well, he obviously got better this year. But I think, you know, he should be able to maintain that. And I think they're getting a valuable player. One person who should obviously like this is Oscar Shibway. He could certainly use the help in uh, the NCAA tournament. Okay, so let's uh, transition over to a massive entrance into the portal. And I I thought, you know, this is the week. If it's going to happen, it's got to happen pretty much by May 1st. So we have another couple of days. And what do you know? We got a legit top five player enters the portal. Malachi Smith, a 6'4", 205-pound player from Chattanooga, sophomore, who was the Southern Conference Player of the Year last year. And all early indications are that he will be following potentially his uh, college coach, Lamont Paris, who is now at South Carolina. That would be a massive get for South Carolina if they could land him. He averaged 20 points a game, 7 rebounds, 3 assists versus the 136 strength of schedule. Remember, the Southern Conference is uh, quite underrated. It's a very good conference. It was a 28 PER, a point, well, .60 true shooting. He shot 41% from 3 on 1.7 makes a game, and he played on the NCAA team that was a 12 seed. And Chattanooga was a top 75 team. Now, I have... Malachi Smith. I moved him directly into the top five. I put him at top four just above uh, Antoine Davis from Detroit. And 
he is behind Nigel Pack, Kendrick Davis, and Terrence Shannon. Okay, so let's get into the fun stuff. As promised, I'm back to Bryant University. And it, it was nothing against them. They are top five, six, seven, you know, ranked class right now, legitimately. But they just have so many. It's so deep. It's a, it's a depth class, but they have good they have good high-end talent as well. And my favorite one on the team is Antoine Walker, who averaged in 2021 nine points, seven rebounds, had a 21 PER at Rhode Island. Now he is six foot seven, two thirty. He was good last year. I think he had like an 18 or 19 PER, averaged a few less points. But you got to remember, he is also playing with the Mitchell twins, who have since moved on to Arkansas. So he had a lot of competition in the post for minutes and in playing time, and he 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 still did quite well. I just think anytime you put up nine points and about six or seven rebounds in the Atlantic Ten with a 21 PER, at any point you're you're a pretty good player, and he also had the pedigree. He started at Georgetown. I think it's a very good gift for them. Let's talk about his point guard from St. Francis of New York, Chauncey Hawkins, who averaged 16 points a game, 4.4 assists, shot 38% from three-point range on 1.3 makes a game, and had a 23 PR. I think it's a, just a very solid get for pretty much any program. I think any program could use a guy that puts up that kind of production and he's going to have a very famous backcourt running mate the Doug the mustache himself Doug Eddard and anyone that watched the NCAA tournament this year knows exactly who I'm talking about I mean he was obvious on the court just with that mustache it's it's amazing how uh, wearing a mustache what, what it can do for your life everyone should go grow a mustache uh but seriously they had the greatest Cinderella Cinderella run ever, obviously. He was a big part of it. He's a good player. He shot uh, 40% from three, I think, about 18 PER, averaged about 10 points per game, 41%. I undersold him, 88% from the line. Just a very good player. I think this he fits in perfectly with this this class. And it's almost surprising that he didn't, you know, get a look at a higher school. And he might have. You know, there might have been – quote-unquote bigger, you know, P5 schools taking looks at him. I'm just kind of surprised if they weren't, honestly. But he's going to Bryant. He, they obviously did a great job recruiting him in this whole class. It just shows throughout this class what kind of uh, recruiting job they were doing because this is a great class for any place. And literally every team can use a 41% three-point shooter, I think. Uh, okay, moving along to the – Probably the biggest, most highly regarded player in this class, Earl Timberlake from uh, Memphis. He was a top 30 player consensus out of high school. He signed originally with uh, Miami and had played pretty well there. Averaged nine points a game, five rebounds at Miami. He didn't play as as much at at Memphis. Five points, uh, three uh, rebounds. He was never really efficient, but he is uh, six foot six, athletic. Had a 15 per at um at in the ACC at Miami as a freshman, so that shows potential though. And I've seen him ranked as high as you know 60ish on certain other rankings. I don't have him uh, in my rankings. Maybe I would consider him you know around 100. But you know he's a good he's a good player for for Bryant to to grab him you know in this class and add it to all this other talent. 
pretty impressive. This is how uh, deep Brian is. I mean, we've already talked about four of their players, and they still have three more left. Let's move along. Uh, Kavon Kramer, six foot six, two hundred five. He got recruited by like Seton Hall and some Big East schools, but he went to Hofstra. Averaged nine points, seven rebounds back in two thousand twenty-one on a like a hundred and fifty net team. Nineteen per. I think it, I think it's pretty solid though. I mean, in, in the league they're in, he can he can do some damage for sure. And I think all they'll really ask him to do is, you know, be a high-motor guy, high-energy guy, come in, defend, rebound, just, you know, come with the hustle. So I think he can absolutely do that. And moving along, the sixth man in their class, I think, <laughs> Sheriff Kenny, who is also going to be the sixth man, and he was the Atlantic 10 sixth man of the year two seasons ago where he averaged – points a game, two rebounds, shot 35% from three. Sixth man of the year in in the A-10, and he's going to probably be the sixth man of the year. Or sixth man at Bryant might be sixth man of the year. He might start. Who knows? But, I mean, he's just a talented player. And we're talking about the sixth guy in the the class that I'm talking about. Seven transfers. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And the seventh one, yeah, less impressive than the other ones, but... You know, nonetheless, he's got some proven ability. He's coming from uh, George Mason. He didn't play much last year, but he had played at, at Stetson, you know, like the Cologne. But he averaged five points and three rebounds back in 2021. He's 6'8", 2'10". You need a guy like that. You know, just a, a dude that has some experience and is 6'8", six, 2'10". Six, in, in that league, I think he could be solid. Okay, so we've done it, guys. We're done. We're done talking about Brian, I think, after like five or ten minutes of this. It's kind of crazy, but it's it's legit. It's both – it's deep, and they have, have like high-end talent. Like, you know, they have played at Miami and, and uh, in the Elite Eight and uh, the A-10, like with awards and, you know, 21 PERs. I mean, it's just an impressive, impressive class. I had it ranked about fifth or sixth. You know, I haven't done a, a ranking per se, but just put up the best classes and in, in kind of the order, a, a rough draft of an order. Uh, I'll I'll hammer down on it, but it's just so different. You know, when you got classes that have like two two players, and then you got Bryant that has seven, it's just hard to compare. But they are very worthy. Obviously, one of the best classes. I think anyone would say that. So moving along, we'll talk about UAB basketball. UAB top 45 50 team this past season andy kennedy is a portal whisperer no doubt about it he landed many players the last two years i've had my eye on this guy i mean he's a uab alum so he's probably going to be there for the next 15 years uh incredible gift for uab and he's just he's doing it i mean he's doing it big and i think he he understands the portal as well as anyone especially at the level he's recruiting it so let's talk about what he has. He has five players committed right now, and it's almost like a perfect lineup. He had, in fact, two brothers, the Brewer brothers. One of them is uh, six foot five. The other one's six foot nine. They both were coming from East Tennessee State. They had started at other places previously. Ty Brewer, eleven point seven rebounds, sixteen per. Ladarius Brewer, fifteen points. Five rebounds, 17 PR, East Tennessee State. He's more of a shooter. 
I think he's probably the best player in the class. Other people would say Eric Gaines. He he just doesn't shoot threes. A little questionable. He's like one fifty five, a buck fifty five, six foot two. But he did play LSU and he was productive. You know, so he's a good get. I mean, this is a a good total class. And you got Bertram who started at Charlotte. He's a he's a three point shooter. Played at Binghamton. And then Javion Davis, uh, 6'9", 242-pound center from Mississippi State. He was productive. He didn't play a lot. You know, four points, two rebounds, 12 PER. I think he'll, you know, he'll be totally solid for them, though. So a very nice class. I do think it's underrated that you're bringing in teammates. I mean, they have chemistry. And not only that, they're brothers. I think that is something that, you know, doesn't get (laughs) – it's happening. It's happening several times, you know. The the Cambridge brothers at – Arizona State. I just think it's a good it's a good get. Okay, so let's move through the next couple pretty quick. There are only two person classes that I have up there. Memphis with Kendrick Davis. Kendrick Davis, number two best player in the in the portal in my opinion. And then he's paired with Elijah McCaden, which I don't really understand that one. I, I, he doesn't really seem like a Memphis level player. Eleven point or twelve points, uh, five rebounds at Georgia Southern, fifteen per. I don't think he shot the three ball very well. I mean, I guess it, when you're you when you're losing all your players in your Memphis, you need to just to have some dudes, you know, in the lineup. And he's kind of a dude. I, I you know, he's all right. He's he's just kind of a role player, though. I think and. When you're getting Kendrick Davis, it you know who literally is one of the best players in the country, you just kind of then you're like okay, so your second player is, you know, uh, he's fine, he's he's okay if it's if he's playing a you know 15 minutes a game, if he's starting you know that could be a bit of a problem. Okay, moving along, UConn Tristan Newton, he's the big get. Uh, they also got Aline from Virginia Tech, Newton. Uh, 18 points, five rebounds, five assists per game. Aline, uh, 10 points, three rebounds, six foot four, six foot five point guard for Tristan Newton. Aline, it's a it's a good solid backcourt. We'll see what else they get. Minnesota, Dawson Garcia. We've talked about him, uh, UNC situation, all that. And they also got uh, Talon Cooper, a six foot four point guard from Moorhead State. I don't know how that translates. Though. He is he he doesn't shoot. I don't think he averaged nine points, six assists, like five rebounds. So he's productive in other ways. About a fifteen per. But you wonder a little bit. Moorhead State, they're a little bit lower, and he wasn't like you know jump off the page. You know he's just kind of like he fills in the other areas with the assist and the, the rebounds and doesn't score a lot. I mean, if, if he's just assisting at a, as a six foot four, one hundred ninety pound point guard, that that could be okay. And I highly doubt they ask him to do much more than just uh, be like a role player there. Okay, Florida, very interesting class, new coach. Todd Golden coming from San Francisco. He did good work in the portal last year. Got a guy from uh, San Diego. I can't pronounce his name. European guy. He kicked ass and pretty much transformed that team. And he has jumped into the portal again. He's got Will Richard from Belmont, who played on a good team. Average 12 points, 6 rebounds, 22 PER, 6'5". And what's the best thing about him? It was he was a true freshman. So you got this guy locked and loaded now. The circumscribed 25 he was like one of the one of the best 
I did a podcast on that earlier. Check it out. You got also Trey Bonham from uh, VMI, who was just hella productive. Six foot, 170 point guard. A little small, but 14 points, four assists, like five rebounds. 23 PR at VMI. Who people forget are in Southern Conference. Good, solid conference. You got to factor that in. It's not the Patriot League. It is a better conference. He played against a respectable, you know, one sixtieth strength of schedule. Then you got Alex Fudge at the Alex Fudge, who's you know, he's a prospect. Other people ranking him like top twenty or thirty. I don't think he's that, but in this class, to add him as a young guy, you know, thirteen per, three point three points, three point two rebounds. He's he's solid enough. You know, I think he's a bit of a tweener. You got to. Can't shoot. He doesn't shoot threes. He, he can't. It's not that he can't even shoot. He can't make them. He doesn't shoot them. So that's a problem. But as a prospect project, you, you just kind of like fill him in, let him play some defense and, you know, get some hustle stuff and, and high motor type stuff. That's totally fine here. And it's good makings of a solid class. Hopefully they'll add a couple others. And But I, I really like what they've done so far. Okay, South Alabama. I've talked about Kevin Samuel. I've talked about him multiple times. He's highly underrated to me. He is a heck of a a center prospect. 6'11", 255. 10 points, 9 rebounds a game at TCU in his best season, 26 PER. He was also at Florida Gulf Coast. He didn't do anything to discredit that. Hell of a get for who I think is probably the, the relative where he's at the best transfer whisper guy we have and also I want to talk about the other guy he's landed in this class Isaiah Moore he is a all-american division two player but hey I did a podcast on division two prospects don't knock it you can get some incredible talent from division two if you know what you're looking for and that is like incredible production because it translates pretty much whatever level you're at I mean, there there are examples where it doesn't. It gets you know you go out a little bit farther, farther. It you know it's it can get a little bit more sketchy. But in this case, the guy averaged like twenty three points a game, six assists. That's a that's a point guard, and that was the biggest problem last year. The Parham got hurt, and then also their transfer from Auburn. He got hurt as well, missed about half the year. Parham, who hadn't missed a game, you know, missed all the whole entire season hadn't missed a game in four years so just tough luck for those guys but looking at this as of today they really haven't lost anyone and they've added kevin samuel with his 91 defensive rating or whatever it was at his peak i mean he's a hell of a defensive player and then they added a a rock solid point guard and they get parham back who they didn't have and then they bring everyone else back off of 125 net team this is an interesting team i'm very excited about what this you know what this can be what the best version and it's all portal work man the guy got like nine (laughs) nine transfers last year and i think he's bringing most of them back and adding two massive transfers this year absolutely massive so good for them Okay, next up, I think we'll go to Youngstown State. And they have some incredible talent, both in-depth and high-end talent. I'm just super impressed by everything they've done. I think the best of the bunch is probably Adrian Nelson, or at least the one you can count on the most. Because when you can rebound, that's like that's a rock-solid thing you start with. He's 
six foot seven, two twenty, played at Northern Kentucky, eight point four points, ten point four rebounds per game, one point oh steals, versus the two hundred twenty fifth strength of schedule, twenty two per. 66% true shooting. So the guy's productive on the shots he takes. He doesn't take many, but he knows his role. 212 ranked team that year. You know, I I just think this guy, he, it's a rock solid get for them. Absolutely. I also had, oh, I had him ranked, you know, in the top 150. I had Malik Green also ranked in the top 150, who they also landed, who I think is probably the most high upside guy they have. He averaged 13 points, uh, 7 rebounds per game, 25 PER in his best season at Canisius. He's six foot seven, 220. So you can't go wrong with these type of guys. I mean, the highly productive type of guys like this, I think – I mean, he was productive last year. He didn't. He just didn't play as many minutes, and I, I don't know why that is. Like, <laughs> transfer, bro, transfer. You should go, go where someone's going to play you like what your talent were, uh, warrants. And I think I think this is a good move for him. I think this is the makings of a, of a, of a very good front court, very impressive front court. He had a 25 PER last year. He, he scored 21 points and eight rebounds against uh, Miami, I think it was. 25 PER and the guys playing 18 minutes a game. I, I don't get that one. Nearly a, a 60% true shooting. Yeah, it... it Super highly productive player. I, I don't know why why he wasn't playing. Why you know? I, I I just don't get it. Like it it makes no sense to me. And he even shoots a few three pointers. So he has that in his game where he can he can continue to grow. He has something that can take him even farther. It's it's a very impressive get. I think this next guy is also an equally good get uh, for upside. And it's the other Brandon Rush. He played at Fairleigh Dickinson, and he averaged 14 points a game last year. He was not efficient last year, but my my whole thing is, if you have shown your ceiling, I'm going to believe that is like at least the ceiling that you can get back to. And all, all you have to do is get back here because the guy shot 42% on 2.4 makes a game. 42% on 2.4 makes a game. That's... Very impressive. Averaged 14 points a game, four rebounds. That was two years ago. So he had a bit of a down year last year. Who cares, man? I mean, he's a career 36% three-point shooter. He shot 29% last year. This is the exact type of guy everyone should go target, in my opinion, because you've already shown that you can you know, be this and you have a baseline of 36%, totally solid. I mean, any other year, you, you take that. That's just a... Solid, nice, 36% baseline. Shot as high as 42% on great great volume. That's the thing that people don't consider. You know, you can shoot 40%. If you're shooting one, you know, making one a game, who cares? I mean, you're shooting just totally open ones. This guy's shooting high volume, which means he's getting guarded. He has to be getting guarded, taking, you know, pretty difficult shots as well. But the bottom line is if you can make 42% at 2.4 makes a game, I'm going to believe you can get your mojo back regardless. I think this is a, a pretty incredible get. Let's talk about uh, Akunzo from Robert Morris. He didn't. He only played three games last year, so I don't even, you know, I don't even consider that a thing. The previous year he played at Toledo. He's six foot eight, two twenty five, so big man, 
he was highly productive there. This is the thing, you know, I think you look for. You look for these reclamation projects or, or not even – this guy didn't even play bad. He just – he was out of sight, out of mind. No one – he only played three games. I think they got him at, you know, mid-semester. But he averaged uh, six points a game, 3.5 rebounds. He shot 40% from three on pretty decent volume, making half a half a – uh, three a game in fi- only 15 minutes, 15 to 37. So, you know, this is a totally solid 20 PER guy at Toledo. And Toledo was good that year. I think they were like a top 70 net team, I believe. So, you know, you can get you can get a highly productive 20 PER, six foot eight guy who makes his three pointers from a top 70 team. Who would want that guy? You know, I think it's just a quality get kind of under the radar. People aren't really paying attention to because you just kind of forgotten about. And the the fifth guy in their class who, you know, when you when you're fifth, what I consider probably the most the fifth guy in your class who is averaging 14 points a game, you know, shooting 34.3 percent. That's okay, You know, on two makes a game. At Eastern Kentucky, this was two two years ago. He didn't play as well last year, but again, I don't care about that. You show your ceiling. I'm going to mark that and be like, "Hey, I know this guy can get back there if we do the right things." And you know, you're getting better. Like you're getting, you're continually getting better. Hopefully, and you know, guys, they their numbers slump sometimes, but in general, guys will improve over time. So. If you've already shown that, I think you can absolutely get back to it, especially. So Bryce McBride, he showed he, he's shown that before at Eastern Michigan. I think it said Eastern Kentucky, but Eastern Michigan. And then last year, you got to think Noah Farrakhan came in and he was just highly inefficient, highly you know recruited guy. Once upon a time, came in. I think they had a new coach, Stan Heath. I believe that's right. I believe this. I think it was his first year, but. Either way, I mean, I think the dynamics on the team changed when Farrakhan came, and, and that guy's high usage, and he was inefficient and kind of sucking up, probably taking different spots on the court that, you know, he was working out of. So I don't hold this year. I don't worry about that as much, especially for him. But, you know, I, I like all the other guys a little bit better. So if this is the fifth guy, this is a heck of a class. I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys can do. Okay, I think we'll cut it there, guys. Uh, the, the other classes, most of them are more incomplete, two, three players, and they, or just a bit uninteresting. But I really like all these classes we've talked about in the last two episodes. I mean, I think there's going to be more players added. I'm very curious to see who who gets added where. And, you know, then we'll, we'll see how they fit into the team. We'll probably profile a lot of these you know classes over the summer preview the teams and then we'll track them and that's that's the plan guys so hope you enjoy and i'll see you later at vanguard this is more than just a retirement plan this is your cappuccino date in italy the beach house with the matching bicycles it's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years this is the future you imagined and vanguard is here to help you build it because at vanguard You're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.